0: الحمد لله وكفى والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعض فاولوا بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والذين جاهدوا فينا لنهدينهم سبلنا Subhana wa رب wa sallam wa والسلام al wa alhamdulillahi رب العالمين wa sallam على سيدنا wa ala wa sallam wa wa sallam wa wa sallam wa sallam wa sallam wa sallam Muhammad wa <laughs> if
1: you study mathematics and pick up any textbook of even second grade math, second grade, fourth grade, fifth grade, you know, in that range, they have these uh, properties, basic properties of math, that are listed for the benefit of the student. You probably have seen them, you know, the distributive property, the identity property. There's a math teacher sitting here now. I'm feeling ashamed I start talking about math in front of him. Anyway, so they have these properties. Uh, maybe I'll try one. Identity property, <laughs> you know, you take a number and you multiply it by one and it equals the same number. I think that's the identity property. Yeah, I always forget these, but anyway. So they have these properties. One of them is called the identity property. You take a number, you multiply it by one, and it, whatever answer you get, that identifies for you what the number actually is. So they call that the identity property. Anyway, the reason I bring this up is because there is one very interesting property in that sequence of properties. And it has different names, and I don't know what the official math name is, but you know, it's some, it goes something like this, which is that it's the... Zero property of multiplication. There's a more technical name you can ask, the math teacher. There, it, but it goes something like this, the zero property of multiplication. That's a very interesting property. It says that no matter what you have, no matter what the number is, if you take that number and you multiply it by zero, the answer is zero. Zero. And it's funny because when you sit with a little child and you explain this to them, they they don't grasp it, but they like it. So why don't they grasp it? Because you say 100, 100 times zero is what? Zero. You say a million. A million times zero is what? Zero. Then a billion, they're not going to grasp that number, but 636 times zero is zero. So for them, it's a property. It's like knowledge because... How can it be that, like, you have 1, but then you take it by 0, and then it's 0, and then you have 500, but you multiply it by 0, and it becomes 0. You have the most number, anything I can think of? Yes, multiply it by 0. What is it? 0. So they don't fully grasp it because it's a little odd if you think about it. But, like, no matter what you had, if you take it and multiply it by 0, it's always going to be 0. But they like it because they always know the, that means that if they ever see it, they can get the answer right away. So then you give them a sheet, and it's six times zero, eight times zero, ten, and they just write zero, 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 and they get excited that, oh, this is very easy. Math is very easy, everything is zero. So this property is is interesting because it doesn't matter what the base number is. It doesn't matter what the base number is, whatever the starting number is, when you take it and you multiply it by zero, your answer is zero. Now that's a property of math, but interestingly, it's actually a more of a foundational property of deen. It's more of a foundational property of deen. So, how is that? The way this works is that you take out the zero and you put in dunya. And I will tell you that whatever you multiply by, if it's multiplied by dunya, it's zero, it's worthless. And if you multiply it by something for the akhirah, and Allah, and you know, an intention of Deen, it becomes a whole different uh, equation. Okay, I'll give you some examples. You make ten thousand dollars a year, but you spend it on thing. You you don't have any concern for Deen, and you just spend it on whatever you want. Is zero. Because it just went to dunya. It doesn't matter what the number is. Now, that person, uh, 10 years later, his salary goes up to 50000 But his intention is to live his own life and enjoy his own life and no concern for deen. It's zero. Uh, Now the person becomes a 10 millionaire and has no intention of deen. So what's the value? Zero it doesn't matter how much the person has it doesn't matter where the person lives it doesn't matter what types of, what type of clothing the person wears it doesn't matter what the person drives. If the focus is dunya it 's all zero. It has no value and i mean this is the, this is the reality of our existence. You take a very high number and you make the intention dunya even that becomes zero for example we know from hadith that there will be a person on the day of judgment who went and studied the deen in order to raise their name and achieve fame and be spoken of amongst the people now look at what a big number you started with. What a big act you started with. This big act is that the person is studying the, the deen of Allah. Which, you know, this is one of the greatest things that any human being can engage themselves in. But what was the purpose? The purpose was that they wanted to be famous. They wanted to be obeyed. They wanted to have the platform. They wanted the fan club. And what ends up happening? It gets multiplied by zero, and it leads the person to failure. So we have a very similar principle in our deen. When we live our life, and when we choose how to spend our time, and when we make goals for ourselves, it's very important that we be very clear about the fact that if our goal is other than deen, it doesn't matter what it is, it will eventually be zero. People can achieve many things in this life. People can achieve pinnacles of knowledge, pinnacle of uh, strength, pinnacle of wealth. And if the purpose is not akhirah, it all gets multiplied by zero. And we have to be absolutely clear about this because this is a foundational principle of our deen. Just like, you know, this zero principle of math, you know, they tell you this in second grade. And it's kind of like a little thing that you you they teach you the zero principle of math zero principle of math and it, it uh, of of multiplication and you know it goes it goes on it goes on and it's very easy in the beginning but eventually when they get you to much higher you know quadratics then that zero principle becomes particularly important because then they tell you you know x squared plus two times x squared uh, x minus uh, x mi- x plus two times x minus one equals zero then you know you have to solve those individual pieces and you can solve a quadratic quadratic equation that way. So, yeah, it can get very complex, but that's just a very basal level of knowledge. It's a very simple principle in our understanding of the way in which we interact with this, with this world. That this world has a multiplier and it equals zero. And no matter what we think we achieve, no matter how comfortable we think we are, no matter what we think we've done, if it's not for the sake of Allah and it is not for the sake of Akhirah, then it is zero. And it needs to be very clear in our minds. It doesn't mean we don't partake of dunya. We will live in the dunya. We exist within the dunya. We have to support ourselves in dunya. But it should be clear in our mind what that is. You know, the biggest deception is that you build a castle and one day it just falls apart and you, you don't, didn't realize that it was gutted from the, from the inside. You know, you build a sandcastle. It's a sandcastle. One day the waves will come and wash it away. No one in this world, in this life, is building anything more than a sandcastle. Our lives that we build, the homes that we build, and the places that we build, and the lifestyle that we build, it's a sandcastle. Today it sits. Tomorrow there will become a wave, the wave of time, and the wave of time eventually erodes it and washes it away until it disappears, and then a new set of kids come the next day, and they don't even know who came before, and they excitedly make the next sandcastle thinking that they're actually making something. So we're no different. The only difference is here is that the, the waves are time. And they wipe away what we achieve. And it needs to be... So we need to make ourselves, make very clear to ourselves that when we have energy and time and ability and wealth, that has to be applied to deen. And if it is not applied to deen, it will lead us to zero. You know, the, the famous, famous incident of... Uh, at the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi when there was a um, sadaqah given, and um, you know the Prophet sallallahu alaihi asked, "What remained of it?" There was a there was a piece of lamb, and the Prophet sallallahu part of it was given as he Was asked, "What remains of it?" Well, this remains of it. No, actually, what remains is what was given as sadaqa. Why is that remained? Because that's what perpetuates. You know, if you have a hundred dollars and you give away fifty, then it's not that you kept fifty. It's actually that the 50 that you gave away, you kept. The one that you actually have in your hand, that is going to disappear. The 50 that you gave is the 50 that is actually going to last and be multiplied and be presented back to us on the day of judgment. So we have to be very clear about our existence here. Now, does that mean that you can't live in the world? No. I've already explained this. We will all live in the world. We will all have our homes and our abodes and our and our and our cars and our our lifestyle and the, the things that we do. That's gonna be there. But nobody should be so deceived to think that that is the goal. That is just a sideshow. And it should be utterly clear to us that the only way that we are able to achieve a reward, the only way that we are able to make a lasting effect is if we take what we have and we apply it towards deen. A person can achieve very, very high levels in knowledge. And they can achieve the, uh, the, they can achieve the, um, the honorable mention amongst people. But if the intention was themselves, or the intention wasn't Allah, then what was the value? So this has to be, again, very, very clear in our minds that whatever we've been given, the only way to make it worth something is to multiply it by deen. If we multiply it by dunya, we will be left with zero. And by the way, it's not only what we have, but it's our entire existence on this planet. It's our entire existence on this planet. We know from hadith, and we've mentioned this countless times before, That on the Day of Judgment, a person who lived a very, very comfortable life will be presented before all of humanity, and they will be placed in uh, hellfire for just a millisecond, just a moment. They will be dipped in and dipped and pulled out. And then it will be asked of them, did you ever experience anything good? And what's their recollection? Zero. Zero. They lived a comfortable life. Everything that happened to them was, quote-unquote, from the outside appeared good. And what happens when they experience the hereafter and just a moment in the hereafter, particularly the punishment of the hereafter, it completely negates every single thing that they experienced. Now, what about the opposite? The opposite is true as well, and we know this. The person who experienced the most difficult life All the difficulties, all the worry, all the sleepless nights, all the things that come with a difficult life, looking at everybody else and wondering, why is my life difficult and why is everybody else not experiencing what I'm I'm experiencing? So what happens to that individual? That individual goes into Jannah for a moment, and once they go into Jannah for a moment, they don't remember a single thing of their existence before. So this is the test. And we need to be very, very clear about it. And this is actually what the path elucidates. When one of the signs of progress on this path, one of the signs that a person has is moving forward on this path, is that reality becomes clear to them, and the illusion, the blurriness of the illusion comes into focus. Reality becomes clear to them, and the blurriness, the haziness of the illusion of life becomes very clear to them. So what do they do? They begin to focus on the hereafter. They begin to appreciate the permanence of the hereafter and the worthlessness of this life. And again, this is our reality. This is what we are passing through. So it should be very, very clear to us that you have to look at what your... you have to look at the final, final abode. There was a brother... He um, wrote me last week, and he said that, um, you know, I'm really, uh, my my phone is not working. My phone is not working. So I'm really happy that my phone is not working because uh, I'm noticing that I'm, you know, much more able to focus. Like anybody would be. I mean, if you don't have the phone for a couple hours, then obviously people are able to much focus much more. So then uh, I said, "Oh, that's a good thing. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's a bigger sign. Maybe it's a bigger sign. You should just get rid of this thing because this thing is just a you know, it's a distraction, portable distraction." So then the person said to me that, uh, "But I get so much done. I get so much done. It's I can. I'm so much more efficient." I said, "Yes." But one million t- multiplied by zero is still zero. <laughs> it doesn't, you have to think about what are you multiplying it by. You can't just think about the number that sits in front of you. So if there's a person who's able to use uh, these types of devices in a responsible way, okay, I can appreciate that perhaps the person is able to uh, you know, achieve a lot more. Fine. So there are some individuals that are like that, but I can tell you from my own personal experience, from my own personal experience, and my interacting with people, that generally speaking, these things are relatively dangerous. Because yes, we get done ten things, but we also get caught up in a hundred more. You know the the backbiting that goes on on these things, and this social media and craziness that you know, just everybody's life becomes just a show. The whole thing is a show. Everybody's posting everything and everybody's talking about everyone and everyone's discussing what they think about this and that and things we have no knowledge of and things that we should never speak about. And it just becomes very, very lax. And what ends up happening is that we take, uh, we, we, we take the, um, we look at the positive that we're achieving and we say, okay, I'm achieving these positive things, but we forget to think that sometimes we may be multiplying it by zero. So this is something that we need to be aware of, and this is something that we need to reflect on, and we need to think about the things that we interact with. You know, you, you look at it this way. Maybe you ask the question this way. So I have this device, and I'm looking at this device, and it's taking my time, and it's taking my energy, and it's taking my effort, right? And then ask myself, okay, well, what are the things I'm supposed to do? Like, what, what is? Let me, let me think with some clarity for a minute. So primary responsibility on the Day of Judgment, first thing I'll be asked about is my prayer. So does this thing get me anything in my prayer? I would think the answer is no. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe there's something I'm not aware of. But I would think the answer is probably close to no. Close to zero. Maybe a fraction. And then, you know, the next thing. So I'm supposed to be interacting with the Quran on a regular basis. I'm supposed to be fasting in the month of Ramadan, etc., etc. And as a person goes through the list of things that are important to them, then then you can ask yourself, am i really do i really have a multiplier here is there really a multiplier by my being connected to this thing which often leads me into circumstances where it years of my effort can become zero i mean subhanallah the multiplier effect on that on those things you know the the latest gossip the latest talk the latest fitna you know it's just all over these things it's just free flowing and I, I, we should be very, very particular about the way in which we interact with things. Anyway, it's a very, very simple message, which is that we have to be careful about the multipliers that we apply to, to ourselves and our deeds and our efforts and our lives. And one of the greatest gifts of this deen is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has, and through the Prophet ﷺ the example, has highlighted for us where the positive multipliers are and has guided us to that. So we know that when we perform good deeds and we have the proper intention that there are multipliers that allow us to go far beyond what we would ever be able to achieve on our own. When a person prays Salah in jama'ah, they have a multiplier that's applied to that. When a person fasts in the month of Ramadan, there's a multiplier that's applied to that. When a person worships on the night of power, there's a multiplier that's applied to that. And this is a very big blessing for us. It's a very big blessing. And what happens is we achieve very, very big numbers. We're able to achieve much, much more than we would be able to achieve in, our, in, a, in, a, in a standard routine because of Allah's mercy. But what we have to fear is that no matter how big that number becomes, we have to fear the zero. Because we can easily get caught up in circumstances where we end up taking what we have achieved and we end up multiplying it by zero and it makes the whole thing zero. It makes the whole thing zero. And these are the people that will be bankrupt on the day of judgment. These will be the people that will be bankrupt on the day of judgment. They thought they had something and then they say, oof, that got multiplied by zero. So we should be particular. We should... Focus on maximizing the opportunities that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala provides. And we should guard those rewards and treasures with everything that we have. And if there's anything that threatens that, we should be particular about avoiding it. If there's anything that threatens that, we should be particular about avoiding it. We don't, you know, I mean, just to give you an example of the devices that plague us in this day and age none of those devices are going to create a, multi- a positive multiplier beyond what the deen has already established. You already get your X number of uh, reward when you show up in the mustard. You get an X number of reward when you perform good deeds, et cetera, 10 times the, the reward and sometimes even more, 700, you know, in some circumstances. But we have to be very particular about making sure that we protect that <laughs> as well. So it's a spectrum. Person starts by just simply understanding that uh, that all of dunya is zero. And it takes some time for a person to be able to pass through that phase. You know, they detach themselves from dunya. They recognize that my goal is akhir, and it doesn't matter what I achieve here, because I'm going to my grave, and when I go to my grave, I'm going to take with me zero. And then what happens is a person begins to progress along the path. And as they progress along the path, they begin to, as they detach themselves from dunya, This is the travel that they begin to make spiritually. They begin to identify the things of value outside of the haziness of dunya. They begin to identify the things that lead to success in the hereafter. And then they have a different worry about zero. Then their worry becomes, what are the things that I could do that would potentially cause me to to lose the good deeds that I'm performing? And they become very defensive, because like any person with wealth, they begin to think about asset preservation. But... Obviously it's a different type of wealth. It's the most important type of wealth. And obviously there's a different criminal. You know, people are worried, oh my god, Equifax, hack. Everybody's gonna take my identity. They're gonna first of all nobody wants to be you anyway. <laughs> but but second of all, I mean the thing is so odd that what will they take? I mean the max they can take is whatever minimum that we have. Right? I mean, but there's a real hacker out there, Shetan. And he totally knows, you know, how to play games and totally knows exactly who to come after. I mean, he doesn't need any hack, any breach of data to figure out exactly where he sees the pious people on the planet, and he aims straight for them. So we should be very, very particular about guarding our our deeds, and we should be particular about the avenues of shaitan so that those don't become zero. And we should be particular about being not, and then you take this one step further, and you just recognize that on the Day of Judgment, everything will be zeroed out everything will be zeroed out. Because whatever difficulties and struggles we underwent in this life, all of that will be zeroed in jannah. And whatever um, comforts that we faced in this world, if they weren't appropriate, all of that will be zeroed in jahannam. May Allah taala protect us from the difficulties of the dunya. May He protect us from being entrapped by its illusion. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us among those who
0: are able to achieve a high maqam in the Akhira. Amen. Wa Akhira ta'wana anilhamdulillahi wa